Why Becoming Less Risk Averse Can Unlock Your Success, Episode 299. Are you ready to make your law firm a profit-generating machine that will free up your time and skyrocket your impact? With more than two decades of business growth experience and having proven that you can be successful while prioritizing your family and your impact, introducing the Profit with Law podcast. I am your host, the creator of the firm differentiator 10x effect, Moshe Amsel. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Profit with Law podcast. I'm your host, Moshe Amsel, and today I want to talk to you about risk. This is an important topic because here, here's the deal. When you started your law firm, you made one of the riskiest decisions of your life probably to give up a paycheck and start your own business where there's no guarantees, there's no, um, nobody's paying you regularly and you have to go out and you have to kill it and bring it home. You gotta win every day in order to succeed. Um, it, you would think that anybody who started their own law firm has an affinity to risk, has a, has a large risk tolerance or a high risk tolerance. But the reality is, is that often making that initial decision of starting your law firm wasn't an evaluation of risk. And instead it was an evaluation of circumstance. And you felt backed into the corner. You felt like that was the only way to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And maybe it wasn't done with an assessment of risk. And what happens is, is that now in the execution of running your law firm, in the day-to-day operation, making the tough decisions that you need to make, you actually are not really a risk averse, a risk person. You're more risk averse. You're actually not a risk taker. You're risk averse. And what happens is, is that you're now unwilling to do the things that you need to do to grow. And that's why I decided to do this recording. It's not a topic that we need to spend a ton of time on, but it is something that you need to be aware of. It's something that you need to know exists. You need to monitor it. You need to watch it. And you need to decide how do you feel? What is your your level? And is that holding you back? So... Inherently, when we talk about risk, first of all, certain people are wired differently. So females are more risk averse than males. Um, Guys are more likely to just go do something and worry about the consequences later. Women are much more apt to think think it out, think it through, um, be concerned about the outcome and the consequences, and perhaps... Uh, allow that to stop them from doing something rash and dangerous. And inherently, when you think about it, risk aversion is a innate human nature to survive. It's a survival instinct to prevent us from making an error that can cost us our lives. And if you think about why guys are more likely to take risks, it's because men are wired to show off, to be alpha, uh, to demonstrate to the female um, that they are worthy 
of being attracted to uh, to them. And and this is going going to the animalistic part of it, right? So I'm not I'm uh, this is not talking about um, perhaps what uh, in society today is the reality. Uh, this is simply what what are we wired to do? And because of that, men are more likely to do things, to be aggressive, to take actions that are perceived as stupid, uh, risky, um, putting everything at that they have worked for so far at, at risk um, in order to achieve that. And I think, and I, I don't know what the, what, the, uh, what the numbers are, but we recently had a podcast guest who highlighted uh, you know, how many attorneys are at the partner level, male versus female, and there's a huge discrepancy. And I think that part of it has to do with that assessment of risk. I think part of it has to do with um, what they're willing to do or how far they're willing to go. And because risk, when it's taken and it's successful, is perceived as a win, um, it's perceived as something that somebody was an accomplishment, it gets rewarded. So risk taking followed by results ends up getting rewarded in the in the marketplace or in real life. Now the reality is is that in the law firm when you're running you're operating your law firm risk can go either way. Risk can put you in a better position to win, but it can also seal your fate and cause you to have to go out of business. And uh Chances are, when you started your law firm, you didn't start it with the intention of it being a roll of the dice kind of thing. I'm going to just roll the dice, and whichever way the numbers fall, that's going to determine my fate. No. You believed that you have a skill set, you have the ability to market that skill set, and therefore you can go out and you can do this, and you can make money doing it, and you can do better, or do it more peacefully, or more in, through a more enjoyable route, than doing it for somebody else. So how do we harness that? How do we honor that? And how do we now go and and operate from a logical place where you're not putting anything, everything on the line every time you make a decision, you're not rolling the dice and hoping it works out, but at the same time, you're not being so risk averse that you're not willing to invest in your future. You're not willing to do the action necessary to actually grow to the next level in your business. And that is the literal million dollar question or multi-million dollar question. I guarantee you, if you sit down with any successful business owner and look at their journey, there will, we will be able to pinpoint certain places where they made a decision that was extremely risky and that decision paid off or they learned an important lesson from that and were able to get past it and grow despite that risky move or decision. It's not by accident that that happens. It's not by accident that somebody who was willing to take that level of risk was able to achieve that level of success. And it's not because they're a risk taker. It's really important. It's not because they took that specific risk. Rather, 
it's because they took they were willing to take action and by taking those actions they got the results understand the difference yes the action they took might have been a risky action to take but the only way to grow in business the only way to to make it and succeed is to execute and learn from the results in the process. And, and I've said this on the on the podcast many times before, when we're running a business, we're a scientist, right? And we are doing experiments. Every day is an experiment. We're always trying something new. And if it doesn't work, that gives us very important information not to try that again. And if it does work, it gives us very important information to lean into that, to try that again, to do more of it. And the more that we learn that way, the more that we learn what works and what doesn't work, the more we're able to lean into what's working and the more that we're able to stay away from what's not working and the better we get at the results. And that's why it's it's highly unusual for somebody to hit a home run in their first year or two years or three years of business because you have to take your lumps. You've got to try things. You've got to figure out what's going to work for you, for your market, for, your, for you personally, for your market, for your clientele. And what doesn't? And that comes through trial and error. But somebody who is extremely risk averse, somebody who's not willing to try new things, what happens is, is that they're not willing to take the actions that are, that are going to feed those results. They're not willing to learn from failure because they're not willing to fail. And by doing that, they stifle their growth. The actual, the exact thing that they're trying to do which is to prevent their demise or the demise of their firm, the exact thing that they are risk averse for, which is to make sure that I don't kill off my firm in the process is exactly the thing that's going to kill off the firm. And I don't mean this in a condescending way. I don't mean it in a way like you're, there's no way to be successful unless you take risk. But I do mean it in the way that I know for a fact that if you're not willing to take actions, if you're not willing to try new things, then there is no way that you're going to grow big enough, fast enough to make a meaningful difference in your life. So maybe you'll operate as a lawyer, but you'll fall into the category of the people who are operating just to squeak by. And I ask you, do you want to just squeak by? Do you want to just make out a measly income that you could probably earn more working as a paralegal for somebody else, let alone an attorney or a reception for somebody else than you're making in your own law firm. And if you're okay with that result, great. Turn off this episode. It's not for you. But if you're not okay with that result, it's time for some inner pers perspective, right? Introspection. It's time to look inside and recognize that sometimes that same survival mechanism that we have, that exact thing that we think is keeping us alive, is actually something that's holding us back. It's actually something that is keeping us from being able to succeed further. And we need to learn to navigate that. We need to learn to recognize when is something so risky that it is putting everything that we've built at risk and therefore the reward, the potential reward is not worth it. Or 
it's feels so risky but if we really analyze it analytically and remove the emotion from it we realize that the risk is actually limited for example let's say that you recognize that you're not bringing in enough leads into your business and you know that if i had more business i could probably see better results but you also know that to go out and get a decent marketing agency is going to cost you two to three thousand dollars a month well let's say it costs you three thousand dollars a month now when you're analyzing that decision the risk averse attorney looks at it and says oh my gosh if i spend every penny i've got on marketing and it doesn't work i'm literally going to have nothing to eat and there's no way that I'm going to be able to survive unless I go and get a job and I'm going to have to close my firm. Now, the person who really recognizes the risk from a logical perspective and not an emotional one, even if they have the same risk aversion, can look at that and say, well, the chances of me having no results from a marketing effort costing me $3,000 a month it's pretty slim. So my worst case scenario is that it doesn't cover the fee. But I get some clients. So maybe I get four or five clients. Maybe they bring in $15,000, $20,000 into the firm. And I paid $36,000. So the risk I'm taking is a $15,000, $16,000 risk that I might be out that money. And I might find that that marketing agency is not the right one or this marketing effort is not the right one. And I'm going to learn from that and I can shut it down or I can see that it's working. It's just not working as fast as I thought it would and I can decide to extend it. So the real risk is not that I'm going to be homeless, but the real risk is that I might lose some money. A, in the big grand scheme of things, a nominal amount of money. But at the same time, when I look at the potential reward and I see that if, if I was able to just bring in one more customer a month consistently throughout the year from this marketing effort, what would that do for me? If my average billing per client is 5000 and I'm paying 3000 I am immediately cash flow positive by $2,000 a month having invested in that marketing agency. Now, what if the marketing really works? And what if it opens up the pipeline? What if I actually am now getting two or three clients a month that I wouldn't have been getting otherwise? How much did I leave on the table by not trying this? So when I start to look at the risk reward, the risk is actually limited. The most I could lose is $36,000 if I do this for a year. The most that I could lose is probably even less than that because I'll probably get some clients from it, even if it doesn't produce the results I want. So maybe it's fifteen or $20,000. So that's the most I could lose. However, the amount that I can gain, it's almost infinite, right? It's not. We're probably not going to get an infinite amount of clients from this one effort. But it also will, will allow us to see that investing in our marketing can really pay dividends. And it'll encourage us to try other marketing avenues, to try other things. So the potential benefit is so much greater than the potential risk, it's a no-brainer 
that if my problem today is I'm not getting enough leads in the business, that I invest in marketing. But so many of us don't do that. So many of us look at it and say, oh, $3,000, that's crazy. I'm not spending $3,000 on marketing. And that comes from a risk-averse attitude that comes from a place of, I don't believe that this can produce the results. And therefore, I believe more in the possibility that this is going to result in absolute failure for me that I'm actually not going to do it. I'm actually not willing to do it. And that is the, the key dif difference maker at the emotional level of a highly successful law firm owner and a law firm owner who struggles all the time. The ability to analyze decisions from a logical perspective and remove emotion from it and overcome the risk aversion that you might be innately wired with and being able to recognize the risk reward ratio and actually take the risk because you know that the reward potential reward far outweighs the potential risk. There's another piece to this, I think, and that's the value of money, which we probably need to do a whole other podcast episode on. But often we place too much value on the money, right? So when you look at, I mean, what if I was running a million dollar law firm and I had the potential to lose $16,000? Would I blink about that? Would I, would I lose any sleep over that? No, it's a drop in the bucket, right? It's a tiny amount of money compared to the volume of business I have coming in. So when we look at $16,000 or $30,000, that amount of money, and we say, this is so massive that if I lost this, my life would end, like things, I just wouldn't be able to go on. What we're doing is, is we're putting this money on this pedestal. That's not even true. It's not even real because the reality is, is that why did you start your business? Was it to make 30 grand or was it to make a million? Because if you're the million dollar business owner, $30,000 is, it's an experiment worth taking. Now I'm not saying go flush it out the, at, down the toilet, but what I am saying is invest in yourself in ways that will allow you to grow. Invest in yourself in ways that will allow you to reap the rewards and don't let your inner wirings of, of risk and money worth hold you back from making key, key decisions in your growth because emotionally you can't handle it. You got to be able to, to have a process to take that, to take that decision and put it into an analytical formula that you can look at from a logical perspective. So what does that look like? Well, uh, I suggest that you take a piece of paper and a pen and you make a list, pros and cons. Like what, what are the p p possible things that could go right? What are the possible things that could go wrong? And if you really want to get logical and analytical about it, you can assign a percentage of probability to each one. You can say, well, this one most probably will go this way. So I assign that a probability of 90%. And this one, uh, it's highly unlikely that this is going to happen. So I assign that a probability of 10%. When you start to put those things down on paper, you can actually 
take a, a mathematical formula and and create your probability of positive and, and negative. What's your probability of, of of outcome from a financial perspective? But you don't even you don't have to get that crazy with it uh, because once you make this list of potential possible outcomes positive and potential possible outcomes negative, you're going to find that often when you're talking about investing dollars, the negative outcome is muted. In other words, it, it's very limited. It, it's limited to the amount that you're investing. The pot potential positive outcome is all the possibilities that could come from it or and or the lessons that could come from it that can impact future decisions and future actions that you're going to take that will ultimately uh, create the results that you want. Now, I'm not hiding in this anteroom of imagination where everybody has an unlimited amount of funds. I'm not making believe that you've got the, the war chest to make this level of investment. I understand there's a very real point in the analysis where you look and you say, I don't have this kind of money. This sounds sounds like a good investment. I went through the analytical part of it. I'm not risk averse to it, but I just don't have it. And that's where the risk averse person is going to say, I don't have it. Game over. I'm done. The person who recognizes that this is a risk worth taking is going to say, I don't have it. Where do I find it? How do I get it? How do I make this money appear? How do I how do I generate it? How do I borrow it? How do I raise it? And that's where the final piece of the puzzle comes in. Every business owner should be constantly thinking about how do I create my war chest? How do I continue to build either savings or lines of credit that allow me to invest in myself when the opportunity arises? So I'm never looking at an opportunity and saying, I'm not taking this opportunity because I don't have the money for it. And I'm not saying say yes to every opportunity. Don't get me wrong, because there's a lot of opportunities that are not opportunities you should say yes to. But at the same time, there are a lot of opportunities you should be saying yes to that you don't. So we, I mean, we can have another episode where we talk about how do you, how do you decide whether an opportunity is worth looking at or not? Like what are the criteria you should look at? Um, I'll give you the, the really brief, brief two second analysis tool. You need to be clear on what your vision of your firm is. And you need to be clear on what your plan to get there is. As soon as you have those two pieces in place, any opportunity that comes, you can do a very basic litmus test. Is this in alignment with my vision? Is this in alignment with my goal of where I'm going? No, it's not an opportunity that I want to take right now. Yes, it's an opportunity I want to take right now. So don't allow an opportunity that comes to you to derail you from your overall mission of success. But as we're navigating this, when an, when an opportunity arises that is in alignment with where you're going, that is in alignment with your mission and your vision, then we don't want to allow that 
to not happen because we simply don't have the resources. Now, I need to have another episode where I talk about what it, what kind of debt should you take on? What's good debt versus bad debt? What should, you know, when, when should I borrow money to, to do something like this? When should I not? When, and this goes hand in hand with this risk conversation, but it also requires an inherent fundamental conviction initially of, yeah, this is something I want to do. Because if you're not convinced that, th- that you need to do this, this is the next step for you, then you're not going to make it happen. You're going to use, oh, I don't have it as an excuse not to do it, which is fine, except a lot of us are allowing that to hold us back, allowing that to keep us from growing. And you got to ask yourself, am I doing this to myself? Am I struggling because I'm not willing to make the investment necessary? This is a conversation that I have with my coaching clients all the time because they're always trying to navigate, when do I hire that next attorney? When do I bring on somebody as a dedicated intake person? When do I, when do I invest in this particular technology tool? When do I hire a VA? When do I invest in my marketing? And when you're looking at these questions and they're in alignment with where you wanna go, you have to be willing to make that investment before the return. You don't you don't make the, the the you don't reap the benefits or the results of the decision before you make the decision. And that's where everybody has it backwards. You know, a lot of people are like, well, when I have enough money to invest in marketing, then I will. When I have enough money to invest in, a, in an attorney, then I will. But the reality is is you're never going to have enough money to invest in those things. Because in order to invest in those things, you have to have what those things are creating. In order to invest in marketing, you have to have the clients. But if you can't get the clients, you have to invest in marketing. So it's cash 22. Which comes first? Well, if you think about it, you got to invest in marketing first. Then the clients will come. If you want to be able to serve a whole abundant new stream of clients, you can't do that yourself. You need an attorney to do that. But if you wait until the clients are there and on your plate, and then you look for the attorney, you're going to lose all your clients because they're not being served while you're trying to find an attorney. You got to bring in the capacity. You got to bring in the attorney first and then fill it. So you have to have the ability to invest in yourself. You have to have the ability to make those financial moves in your business, which means that you need to have cash in the bank or you need to have a line of credit And that is a topic for another episode. But ultimately, it comes back to this risk-reward ratio, this calculation. Which one is it? Am I I risk-averse? And how do I overcome that? Or am I the opposite? Am I so... um, Am I such a big risk-taker that I take unnecessary risks? And through those unnecessary risks, I sabotage my law firm or I sabotage my growth. That's possible too. It's possible to take too much risk and therefore make it almost impossible to succeed. So you definitely have to look at both sides of that coin. You got to see both of them and you have to navigate. You have to navigate both of them. Hopefully this conversation was helpful. Hopefully it it starts to get you thinking about who you are, analyzing your own 
introspective, you know, what level of risk taker am I? You know, and, and to put a bow on, on all of it, I, off, I, I coach attorneys. We have a coaching program, an elite coaching program. The time of this recording is $20,000. It's probably going up to $25,000. The coaches in my program pay a lot of money to be there. I, I guarantee you when they join, they can't afford to join. Most of them. And I don't say that that they don't have the revenue coming in, right? You could be a million-dollar law firm, but if your profit is zero or 20000 or 30000 that's what you're taking home. And then I tell you, hey, come in here, $20,000, and I'll help you. That's all their profit. That's, that's, their, that's their pay. Or they don't have profit. That's money they don't have. So the, vol- the size of the firm doesn't necessarily dictate to them being able to make that investment. But what separates the people who join from the ones who don't is the ones who join believe that I can help them get the results that they want and they understand that they need to make that investment in order to change their future, in order to change their situation. So that might help you understand a little bit better. Like, yeah, I get it. I get it that if I can't figure out how to make my business successful myself and I go to a coach who I believe has it figured out and can show me where I'm doing things wrong and can help me right the ship, that that would be worth it. Now, if you believed that investing $20,000 with me meant that you would be able to take home $200,000 you didn't take home before, would that be a no-brainer? Would that be, if you were, if, if you were sure that that would produce that result, it would remove the risk and you'd be willing to do it. You'd be, you'd be like, okay, where can I find the money, right? I mean, if you, if you walked over to an ATM machine and it had a sign on it that said, this ATM machine is broken. Insert $5, receive 100 And you took a $5 bill, you put it in, and sure enough, a $100 bill came out. Wouldn't you find a way to find every $5 bill you can and put it in there? What if you didn't have any money to your name? You'd figure out a way to get a hold of $5 bills. You would amass $5 bills as fast as you can to go to this machine and feed it in and get the $100 out because you believe that it's going to do it. And what's the risk? The risk is, is that one time I put $5 in and $100 doesn't come out and then I say, oh, it's not working anymore. Okay, let me make sure it's not working anymore. Put another $5 bill in. Didn't come out. All right, one more time. Let me just make sure it's really not working anymore. Put another $5 bill in. My risk was $15 and I know I'm not getting any more hundreds. Right. But if you're convinced, if you know that this is going to work, if I try it or it's going to give me the lesson I need to try the next thing that's going to work. You would have no problem investing the money and you would find a way to come up with it. So it's not do I have the money or do I don't or do I not have the money? It's do I have the belief that this is going to work to the point that I'm able to overcome the perceived risk? And remember, the perceived risk is always wrong. It's not actually the perceived risk because the perceived risk is always way more than the actual risk. In my coaching program example, what's the, what's the actual risk? The actual risk is $20,000. What's the perceived risk? The perceived risk is, oh my gosh, 
I'm going to put it, I'm, I'm going to invest this kind of money. And if it doesn't work, then what am, I'm going to have nothing left. And I'm going to have nowhere else to go. I will have tried everything and I'm just going to have to shut my doors. That's what goes through people's minds. And you're sitting there nodding your head. You're like, yeah, well, I could totally get that. I could totally see how if I was on that in that in that conversation, if I was on that sales call, if I was making that decision, that would be going through my mind. But the reality is, is that it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. You're trying to run a million dollar firm. You're trying to run a two million dollar firm and you're worried about 10, 15, 20 thousand dollar investment. Again, you got to think these things through. You got to be convinced this is for you. It's got to be in alignment with what you want. It's got to feel good to you. But if you're at the point where I want to do this and you're asking yourself, how can I do this? Find a way. Find a way. Because don't let risk aversion keep you from your possibilities. Don't let risk aversion keep you from achieving your biggest and wildest dreams. Because everything that you dreamed of is out there, is possible for you. Your future results are limitless. You simply have to take the action necessary to create those results. And sometimes that means making a tough decision that you're not equipped to make. So hopefully this podcast is helping equip you to make it a little bit better. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. And I'm super excited because this is episode 299, which means our next episode is episode 300. So our, in our next episode, we invited our listeners to ask us questions. We put it out on social. We sent it out by email. And we got some listeners who sent some questions back. And we're going to answer those questions for you right here on the podcast, episode 300. Come back on Thursday to listen to it. Folks, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button so you get notified every time we release a new episode. And if this is not your first time or your first time, either one, go leave us a rating and review iTunes, Spotify, I think allows reviews. Give us some, give us some love out there in the podcast directory. So people know to check the, check the episode out, check the show out. Take care guys. See you on Thursday. Bye. Have you been enjoying the show? We sure hope so. To make sure you never miss an episode, be sure to hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app. Next week, we will be back with more valuable resources and ideas on how to break the mold and take your law firm to the next level.